Welcome to the Zico Health Show. This is weight management expert, Narado Zico Powell. Here we discuss fitness, nutrition, gut health, alternative medicine, and anything else that impacts your health and fitness. So take a seat and enjoy the ride. So, welcome to another episode of the Zika Health Show. You will love this one because today we're going to take a deep dive into water. And this is one of the um, many future episodes I'm going to have on water and hydration because there's a lot that we just do not know. And in the future, I will bring on hydration experts because most of us really need to upgrade our hydration protocol. And do not underestimate the importance of proper hydration. Because in this episode, I will talk about the benefits of drinking water, how drinking water can aid fat loss, tips on how to recognize toxins, even in bottled water, and so much more. And, uh, and as always, all studies mentioned in this episode will be available at ZikaHealth.com water. But before we get into the episode, Let's read the Apple Podcast Review of the Week, or say a couple reviews of the week. First one is from Christina Rules. She says, very informative. I love this podcast episode. It is very informative, and I love that your show notes are listed on the blog. Another one by Ladybug29. Awesome. I love this podcast. It felt so relatable and inspiring. So thank you so much for these reviews. Reviews like these mean the world to me and inspires me to continue to bring accurate and engaging content. And please, go to Apple Podcasts, give me a five-star review, and let the world know that this show is awesome. Now, with that being said, let's talk about the most available substance in the world, H2O. About 71% of the Earth is covered in water. Water is of major importance to all living things. In some organisms, up to 90% of their body weight comes from water. Up to 60% of the human adult body is water. According to the Journal of Biological Chemistry, the brain and the heart are composed of around 73% water. The lungs are about 83%. The skin contains about 64, muscles and kidneys are 79, and even the bones are watery, around 31%. But why am I spitting out these numbers? Well, we need to know that each day, humans must consume a certain amount of water just to survive. And of course, this may vary according to age, gender, level of activity, or even where you live like in colder or hotter climates. But I want to stop here and say this. Don't always believe that we need to drink eight cups of eight ounces of water per day. There's actually no scientific evidence to support that. I still can't really pinpoint where this comes from, but it doesn't take into, into consideration some of the factors that I mentioned above. So, Water acts as a medium in which various metabolic and biochemical reactions take place. Water helps in the absorption of various nutrients that are present in the body 
in the digestive system. It helps in maintaining body temperature. It helps in removing waste materials from the body and so many other factors. So we see the importance that water plays to weight management and health. Yet I read these crazy studies that say that 50 to 70% of Americans say they do not drink enough water. So they say, so that means that they know they do not drink enough water. What are we doing to ourselves? We say we want to be healthy or we want to lose weight. And the number one thing we should do is drink water. I've said this countless times, that if we want to manage our weight, we have to repair our metabolism and train our bodies to burn fat naturally, transforming our bodies into a fat-burning machine. Water plays a huge role in this process. So let, let me break down some of the functions that water actually plays. Metabolic functions. If we want to speed up our metabolism, we need to increase thermogenesis. That is basically, it's a me metabolic process during which our body burns calories to produce heat. There's a study in PubMed in 14 healthy, normal weight subjects. There were seven men, seven women. They assessed the effects of drinking 500 milliliter or around six. 16 ounces of water on energy expenditure. The goal was to estimate the effect of water of drinking around 500 milliliter and how it would increase metabolic rate, which it did up to about 30%. The increase, though, tends to occur within 10 minutes and reach a max of around 30 to 40 minutes. So they conclude that the thermogenic effect of drinking water should be considered when estimating energy expenditure, particularly during weight loss programs. So in other words, hydrating yourself 30 minutes pre and post meals can turn up calorie burn. And that's usually because of the, the amount of energy that's required to heat water from room temperature to body temperature. Our bodies burn more energy in that process. And any weight loss program must include a proper hydration protocol. Now, let's talk about digestion. The absorption of nutrients. There's an article in Mayo Clinic. It states that Water helps break down food so your body can absorb nutrients. Water also softens stools, which helps to prevent constipation. That really means that drinking water aids digestion. In fact, some vitamins like B7, B9, and others are water-soluble. Now, we should know by now the importance of vitamins in health and weight management. Every other vitamins are vitamins and minerals. So can you see now that without proper hydration, it may be hard for your body to break down and use vital nutrients. 
Are you constipated? Hmm. Water can help with that too. Let's talk about body temperature. According to Harvard School of Public Health, water helps to restore fluids lost during metabolism, breathing, sweating, and the removal of waste. It helps you from overheating, lubricates the joints and tissues, it maintains healthy skin, and it is necessary for, again, proper digestion. It's the perfect zero-calorie beverage for quenching thirst and rehydrating your body. Actually, did you know that drinking water at night can drop your body temperature, which can help you to fall asleep faster? This may sound a little con contradictory to thermogenesis, so let me explain. Part of the excess energy expenditure may be due to the energy that's required to heat water from room temperature to body temperature that we talked about before. But at the same time, you may need to stay hydrated so your body can maintain a healthy body temp. Because the body, through the process of homeostasis, regulates itself. And it, without adequate fluids, it's hard for it to do so. And you may end up dehydrated, which may cause your body to overheat. But then, yes, staying hydrated keeps you away from overheating and allows the body to regulate its temperature naturally. Dehydration, which is basically um, depletion, depletion or imbalance of fluids or even electrolytes in the body, when coupled with extended exposure to sun or heat, can cause heat exhaustion. So we're coming up on what the spring and the summertime, right? is even more important to stay hydrated. Now, do you now see how many roles water plays in our bodies? Why aren't we drinking enough? Someone told me, I actually think it was my aunt, that said that when she's thirsty, she feels quenched when she drinks sodas instead of water. And this is a topic that I actually want to tackle. First, when you have a time, go back and listen to episode five, when I talk about the history of sugars, to understand sugars or fake sugars in sodas and how they damage our metabolism and lead to weight gain. Yes, even though zero calorie diet soda. Second, you may feel a temporary relief because the bubbles in the cold can of Coke may actually trick your brain into thinking that his thirst is satisfied. But in actuality, the phosphoric acid that's in soda, it binds to calcium, magnesium, and zinc in your body. You'll soon be flushing those vital nutrients right down the toilet. And 60 minutes later, a sugar crash, or sorry, a sugar crash hits you hard. You're feeling cranky, sluggish, thirsty, and guess what? No, you don't want Snickers. You want another soda. Third, don't wait till you're thirsty. And I've said this so many times. There's another article in Mayo Clinic indicates that when you're thirsty, you could have already been dehydrated, having lost as much as 1-2% to of your body's water content. 
And with that kind of water loss, you may start to experience cognitive impairments like stress, agitation, forgetfulness, just to name a few. I used to fall for that trick and only drank water when I was thirsty. But thirst is a terrible indicator of hydration. Better keep yourself hydrated during the day, especially drinking water prior and post meal to aid digestion and turn up that thermogenesis that we talked about. It could also give your body that sense of fullness while turning up that calorie burn and so much more. Now that we know all this, what's next? Well, for starters, I can't say it enough. We have to make sure we stay hydrated. But how much water do we really, really need to drink? I mean, eight glasses a day? That's what they've said in the past. But in my earlier show, I recommended the pee test. You can tell you're hydrated based on the color of your pee. And I'll put a link to the hydration pee test in the show notes. So you can click on the link and take a look at how to gauge that. Next, find clean sources of water. Spring or mountain water if possible. Because not all bottled water is made equal. Research conducted by the EWG found 38 Politans in 10 major brands. 38 Politans in 10 major brands. According to the article, the bottled water industry is not required to disclose the results of any contaminant testing that they actually conduct. So let's talk about some of these brands. They claim that Walmart and giant brands are no different than tap water. Of course, they cost more, but they actually found a cocktail of chlorine disinfection products. And for giant water, they even found fluoride. Now, fluoride may be good for your teeth, but for your gut, not so much. They even found some cancer-causing chemicals at levels that exceed safety standards for cancer-causing chemicals that found their California Safe Drinking Water and Toxic Enforcement Act. Altogether, the analysis conducted by the University of Iowa Hygienic Lab of about 10 brands of bottled water revealed a wide range of pollutants, including, but not limited to, disinfection byproducts, but also urban wastewater pollutants like caffeine, pharmaceuticals, like Tylenol, heavy metals, minerals including arsenic and radioactive isotopes, fertilizer residue like nitrate and ammonia, and a broad range of other tentative identified industrial chemicals. So you think you're drinking water, don't realize you're drinking byproducts of, you know, Tylenol and heavy metals and fertilizer residue. I mean, I don't know anybody else, but that's enough to make my stomach turn. Now, the identity of most of these brands were actually anonymous. But I have to say this. With Americans drinking twice as much bottled water than 10 years ago, we need to know what we're putting in our bodies. See the link in the show notes for this research and choose wisely. This is very important, too. 
Make sure your bottle comes in BPA-free bottles. According to a paper published by uh, the World Health Organization, it indicates that there are several research studies in rodents of variable quality that have suggested that BPA treatment during development can cause alterations in brain development and behavior. In other words, limiting BPA is very important for developing children. So protect your children from this poison. Another study published in PubMed indicates that BPA has been shown to play a role in the pathogenesis of several endocrine disorders, including female and male infertility, precocious puberty, hormone-dependent tumors such as breast and prostate cancer, and several metabolic disorders. So with all that being said, look at the bottom of your bottle, make sure it says BPA-free. I mean, there are certain major countries in the world now that don't allow the import, the import of any BPA products. I wish we would do so in the U.S. as well. Even though we have gotten a lot better, I see more bottles now saying BPA-free, but I'd rather just put a band on it altogether. Now, as far as tap water, make sure to choose a good filter. A three-year study, it was published by Scientific America, and it found more than 200 unregulated chemicals in tap water of 45 states. The Environmental Working Group did an analysis of 20 million tap water quality tests and found a total of 316 contaminants. 316, including industrial solvents weed killers, refrigerants, and rocket fuel. I, I don't know about you, but I'm not, I'm not, uh, I don't really have the taste of rocket fuel. Now, the pollutants derived from a wealth of sources, including agriculture, factory discharges, consumer products, urban runoff, and wastewater treatment plants. Now, my favorite filter is called Zero Water, and I don't have a discount or promotion code for them, but I think it's worth the investment because they use a five-stage filtration system that removes around 99% of contaminants. Lastly, upgrade your water. I use liquid IV in every bottle of water I drink. And when I say every bottle, I'm talking about 32 ounces. They provide an optimal ratio of ingredients designed to enhance rapid absorption of water and other nutrients right into your bloodstream. There's an article published in PubMed that indicates that exercise leads to progressive water and electrolyte loss. And this is done through sweat and is secreted to promote heat loss. It goes on to say that the addition of sodium and perhaps also potassium may be important for rehydration after exercise. There's another article. This one is published by the American College of Sports Medicine. It recommends the addition of proper amounts of carbs and electrolytes to fluid replacement. It's good for exercise events of greater than an hour. 
and this may actually enhance performance. Now, what is that all saying? That we lose a lot of water and electrolytes through sweating and exercise. So it's important to replenish it. Now, the question is, why not just drink Gatorade or Powerade? Because, yes, there are a variety of beverages as formulated to provide fluid, carbs, and electrolytes, namely, of course, sports drinks. And they mainly contain about, what, 48% carbs and then a small amount of electrolytes. And now some are going to zero sugars, which you heard me talk about sugar-free and what that can do to your body. So consuming such beverages really have been questioned, primarily because of the concern that these high-carb content may inhibit gastric emptying rate and fluid absorption during exercise, which can then jeopardize physiological homeostasis. But liquid IV uses a really cool mix of five essential vitamins, and it has three more electrolytes in sport drinks. They call this the cellular transport technology. It's a combo of sodium, potassium, and glucose, which aids the delivery of water to your cells for really efficient use. And I, like I said, I mix a pack with about 32 ounces and about every 32 ounce of water that I drink, I usually drink one within my first 30 minutes of exercise and then one post-exercise. And I'm telling you, it works like gangbusters. So go to liquidiv.com or you can click in the description of this show or the show notes and use code ZECOHEALTH because you can get up to 25% off your orders. Never forget the importance of hydration. Thanks for listening to the Zico Health Show. If you got good quality content out of this episode, save, subscribe, and share it out there with family, friends, coworkers, or anybody who needs to hear this information. Remember, always take the scenic route and enjoy the ride.